The Adams Archive. Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to The Adams Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. On today's agenda, we are going to be discussing Elon Musk for several reasons. The first one being that he has named an executive chairman of the World Economic Forum as his new CEO. Now, we've talked about in the past whether Elon Musk is a shill or is he the real deal? Was he buying Twitter to propagate and prop up free speech or was he doing it to massively mine the thoughts of billions of people all around the world so that he can implant a chip in your brain? Insert Neuralink here. So we will discuss that. And the second reason that we're going to be discussing Elon Musk is that Elon Musk was named and subpoenaed in the Jeffrey Epstein J.P. Morgan legal case. So we will discuss that as well. Now, next up on the agenda is going to be how a Fox News producer came out and said in a O'Keefe Media Group <laughs> I'm still getting used to not saying Project Veritas, but an O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, um, which is a terrible logo and a terrible name. Sorry, James O'Keefe. But uh, came out and had a video where they leaked a Fox News producer saying that Tucker Carlson was ousted as a part of the Dominion settlement. The network is basically owned by its advertisers, a.k.a. Pfizer and big tech money. So we'll talk about that. And then... California moves to give unemployment benefits to illegal immigrants as the border crisis grows. And then RuPaul's DragCon features twerking Teletubbies, kids surrounded by sex toys, and half-naked adults. It's really quite unbelievably horrifying. And if CPS was good for anything, which they aren't, and they just go after you know, parents who don't vaccinate their children... Uh, but instead, they should be going after the parents. They should literally be standing at the door of these events and rounding up these children and taking them from these abusive parents. So all of that and more, a couple other articles we may or may not get to. But first, I need you to do one thing for me as we walk through this entertaining podcast together. The first thing is, if you are not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button takes two seconds out of your day while you're driving. Maybe for legal purposes, I will tell you not to do it. But you can find two seconds in your day to give back. Make sure, you know, there's not too many things that you could do throughout your day that give you some good karma. And it will come back around, I promise you. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button. And if you have already subscribed, this might take you 10 seconds. Leave a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your favorite parts of the podcast. And next week... Well, not, not even next week. In the next few days also, we are going to be doing an interview with John F. Kennedy. Now, not Robert F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, the one who got shot, allegedly, in the head through AI. So we've been discussing this. We did George Orwell last time. This time, we are going to be interviewing John F. Kennedy on Robert Kennedy's presidential bid and his assassination his alleged hookup with Marilyn Monroe, some of the conspiracies surrounding whether or not she was killed because of the classified information that she knew or did not know about. So stick around, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and 
Let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right. So the very first thing that we're going to discuss today is Elon Musk's new Twitter CEO, Linda Yacarino, is a vaccine-pushing, pro-mask-wearing, world economic forum globalist, executive chair on her LinkedIn of the World Economic Forum. She has been pushing vaccines, was pro-mask, anti-freedom of speech, if that tells you anything, this is quite puzzling. And even more puzzling, when you go back to January 18th, where Elon Musk himself said the World Economic Forum is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the people never asked for and do not want. So why would you hire somebody from the exact place that you claim to hate? And if you know a little bit about Elon Musk's background, the background of his mother, who is a very, very well-connected individual, this starts to make a little bit of sense. So let's read this article. This comes from OutKick, and it says, Elon Musk's announcement of new Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino has many users asking what are we doing? On Friday, Musk announced that the former NBC Universal ad executive would be the new CEO for the social media platform. At first glance, the move makes sense. Musk is desperate to make money through advertising, and why not hire someone like Yaccarino, who has legitimate ad experience? But there's much more to the story, this writer says. I encourage you to please read all of the following to see the bigger picture of that has even Musk's staunchest supporters crying foul. It has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It is a much larger than it is much larger than that and shows blatant hypocrisy from the Tesla founder himself. It then quotes the tweet that I was talking about from 2018. Then it goes on to say, according to Linda Yaccarino's LinkedIn page, as well as her own tweets, she is a vaccine mandating pro mask wearing globalist who is just as bad as it sounds. Her first red flag is that she is a member of the World Economic Forum. She is an executive chairman of the World Economics Task Force on Future Work and their media initiative. The world economic people are the people who run the world. And no, that's not a conspiracy theory. Even Elon Musk himself tweeted his concerns about the World Economic Forum. And then he went and hired one of their top executives to be the CEO of Twitter. Here is Yaccarino's LinkedIn page, which currently lists her from January in 2019 to present. What an interesting time to become a part of the World Economic Forum. Is uh, there an executive chair there? Prior to that, she was the former chairman of the board and executive board member of the Ag Council of MSNBC. And then Yaccarino partners with the business community as 2021-2022 Ag Council chair with the White House and government agencies to create COVID-19 vaccination campaigns featuring Pope Francis and reaching over 200 million Americans. Now, this isn't somebody digging into her background. This is something that she promotes immediately on her LinkedIn page. 
On the World Academics uh, website, they talk about the Great Reset, which is probably one of the scariest things we've ever seen. It encourages a new social contract that they want humans to all abide to. Then it quotes it, drawing from the vision and the vast expertise of the leaders engaged across the World Forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being, it says. These are the same people who want you to eat bugs. Same exact people, right? Right on their website, it says this. Um, all right, Yaccarino's vaccine push during her years as chairwoman, chairman of the Ag Council, Yaccarino boasts that she partnered with the Biden administration, the CDC, and government agencies to promote and market the COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Interesting. And from her own Twitter account, she says, so proud of this effort, Linda Yaccarino says, hashtag get vaccinated and the COVID collab at the COVID collab uh, tags them. Our vaccination, vaccination education initiative is a massive, complex undertaking, but the goal is pretty simple. Getting vaccinated is the best way to back to get back to the moments that we all miss. Really love this powerful new work created in partnership with Piera O'Dell and the COVID collab. Wow, how disgusting. All right. Then it goes on to show more of her BS. Then it talks about her on masks. Twitter CEO is rumored to be Linda Yaccarino. Uh, here she tells you to mask up or pack up. And here is the video right here saying that. Let's see if we can get it on the mic here. That body, Linda Yaccarino here, class of 1980. We're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about masking up or packing up. I promise you, we're doing good so far. Just keep your distance, get your hands washed often, get tested often, and wear your mask. That'll get us closer and closer to normal days. We are resilient. We are tough. Keep doing it. And we'll be back at Beaver Stadium before you know it. Mask up or pack up. We're almost there. We are. What does that even mean, mask up or pack up? Excuse me, ma'am. Where would you like me to go? You won't even let me get on an airplane. Wh what? Mask up or pack up? What does that even mean? Uh, she also tweeted out that everyone needed to stay home and not go outside. No more stop and chat unless you use your phone. Stay at home. Watch TV. Hashtag stop the spread. Wow. Wow. So why would he choose her? His whole campaign was running on freedom of speech, right? The entire reason he spent $43 billion or however many dollars on this agreement was because he claims was because he was about freedom of speech, but it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And again, I've talked about this in the past. I've talked about whether or not Elon Musk is a shill, shill meaning somebody hiding in plain sight and actually not on the side of the people. Uh, is he pretending to be on our side so that he can data mine every thought you ever have and then eventually use it as data sets to implant chips and take advantage of the analytics and the algorithms that can hijack your thoughts. Maybe. Maybe not. But it seems like far more maybe than maybe not. 
All right. Um, next thing about Elon Musk is that he was named in the Epstein. So Elon Musk was named in the Epstein J.P. Morgan legal case. Epstein has since responded to this, saying it's a politically motivated subpoena and that he is, quote, unquote, what is the, where's the quote here? That Cretan never advised me on anything whatsoever, he says. Elon Musk said uh, Monday, and this comes from the Post Millennial, that prosecutors in the U.S. Virgin Islands attempted to subpoena him regarding alleged financial advice from Jeffrey Epstein, which were idiotic on so many levels, he said. The U.S. or Virgin Islands are apparently requested files from the Tesla CEO in relations to its lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase, which it wants to hold liable for profiting from sex trafficking acts committed by Epstein. The Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan and, and seeking to collect unspecified damages because it believes that the banking giant enabled recruiters of Epstein to pay victims and was indispensable to the operation and concealment of Epstein's trafficking enterprise, according to Fox News. The subpoena from the USVI apparently is based on the assertion that Epstein referred Musk to J.P. Morgan as a client. However, Musk noted that Twitter that noted on Twitter that his company Tesla hasn't banked with J.P. Morgan in over 10 years after the banking giant let down the electric car maker. Since USVI has made has been unable to serve Musk with the subpoena, they are looking to subpoena Tesla Inc. instead. In the tweet Monday night, Musk said, "This is idiotic on so many." levels. He then gives some bullet points, one of them being, and we'll go directly to his Twitter, where he says, that Cretan never advised me on anything whatsoever. Number two, the notion that I would need or listen to a financial advice from a dumb crook is absurd. And then next, that JP Morgan let down Tesla 10 years ago, despite having Tesla's global commercial banking business, which we then withdrew, I have never forgiven them. So essentially, his response is, eh, I don't think so. And then the next one is, I wouldn't take advice from a dumb crook. Dumb crook meaning the largest sex trafficker in history. Um, and then number three says, nah, we didn't really use JP Morgan Chase for the last 10 years. So there's really not a fundamentally sound argument from what he said here. But anyways, let's see if there's any good responses in the comment section. Thanks for responding instead of squashing the story. Anytime somebody needs money, all reliable and there's a SpongeBob, blame Elon Musk. Is that the case? Is that the case? I don't know. But all I know is I'm not named in any banking alleged uh, lawsuits with Jeffrey Epstein, but According to an entire U.S. island, Elon Musk is. So, again, folks, keep your eyes open because you never know who is not on your side. All right. Next is going to be a video that came out from James O'Keefe and the O'Keefe Media Group. As I said earlier, OMG, terrible logo, terrible name, has come out with its own undercover videos. This one coming from a Fox News producer who was caught on tape saying Tucker Carlson was ousted as a part of the Dominion Settlement Network, uh, Dominion Settlement, and the network was beholden to Pfizer and big tech money. Now let's go ahead and watch this video and see what he has to say here. Right. 
you like the it. Dominion yeah. company. $144 million to settle that. Oh, that was with um, you like the it. Dominion yeah. company. Uh, what happened with that? Like, they gave him money, but part of it. They say it wasn't part of it, but we're learning that Tucker getting fired was part of that. Tucker getting fired was part of the Dominion lawsuit? Yeah, it was part of the settlement. Yeah, you know. Well, if I had the pillow guy, or it's brought to you by Pfizer, right? It's like it's yeah. big pharma. Yeah, which is well, crazy. Just like we would do all this stuff about COVID vaccines, and we're getting money from Pfizer. Which is crazy because you know we were getting paid and then promoting something that is now known to have serious side effects and killing people. Huh, so crazy. You really got away with that one. Ha 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 ha. How are these people exist? How do these people exist? How do these people sleep at night? Like, how much were you making as a producer at Fox News? Right, judging by his shirt, not enough. But how, how much money was this guy making to completely submit all of your morals over to corporate entities? We're getting what? And we're getting money from Pfizer. Yeah. Well, I mean, big pharma, big tech. You know, you're talking about like the shady players, like your buddy Michael Rosa, like that he's the one who's crafting the minions' message. That's a whole story in and of itself. OMG News has obtained incendiary footage of a Fox News producer talking about Tucker Carlson's departure, the Dominion settlement, and the influence that advertisers and pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have over the embattled network. Fox News Media, America's News, and much more. $144 million to settle that. Like oh, that was with um, like the it. Dominion company. Yeah. yeah. How did, what, what, what happened with that? Like, they gave him money, but wasn't part of it. They say it wasn't part of it, but we're learning that Tucker getting fired was part of that. Tucker getting fired was part of the Dominion lawsuit. Part of the settlement. So what that means is that they settled, right? It was like 750 whatever million dollars that they settled for. And during that negotiations, Dominion stated that in order for them to settle, they would have to fire Tucker Carlson and essentially light their entire business on fire and completely put themselves into the ground. So one thing that, so let, let's take a little sidetrack here. Now that we know that every major news media company ever is going to eventually go under like CNN and Fox News. Vice News, this is something that I couldn't tell you how happy I am about. Vice News is filed chapter 11 bankruptcy. In the, in the next segment of Go Woke, Go Broke, Vice News has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And this is interesting. If you look at the background of Vice, if you think back to like the times when they were on HBO documentaries and they were embedding themselves with biker gangs, smoking meth with them, and then partying with strippers at night to, to tr bring you true journalism all the way till now where they're promoting trans ideology and sexualization of children. And literally every single article that comes out of vice is just the most liberal politically motivated bullshit that you've ever seen. 
So it's no surprise that Vice is filing bankruptcy, especially in a world where the belief in institutions and, and especially the largest names of them, like CNN and Fox News, which, we're, again, we're learning about right now as we speak, we know that they're bought and paid for by corporations. But Vice is now in negotiations with a company funded by George Soros. So we probably should have seen that coming, but we knew that money was there all along, right? When you go onto their website and you sift through all of the liberal bullshit that you see, all of the like extremist left, this isn't like centrist, this isn't center left, this isn't like reasonable liberals who have some a large amount of empathy and a little amount of logic. Like we're, we're speaking about people who have b blue hair and children that are seven-year-old boys in blue tutus that they're taking to sex festivals like we're about to see here is who liked Vice at this point, which is, again, sad because the journalism that came out of Vice 10 years ago was like legit, awesome, guerrilla-style journalism, boots on the ground, like interesting, super interesting journalism. Some of the best like documentaries done by journalistic institutions has come out of vice 10 years ago. So it was sad to see this transition, but now that I've seen it and now that I'm so far from ever caring about whatever happens to them based on the type of stuff that they push out, I'm happy. I'm happy to see that the vice news is filing bankruptcy. 100%. It brings me so much joy that vice news filed bankruptcy. Anyways, let's move on. Here's the rest oh, of the so video. So did Tucker leave, or did you guys part ways, or Tucker was yeah. ousted? Yeah, he was ousted. Well, he brought up things that cost him a lot of money. Cost he, the company a lot of money? Yeah, and that, that was part of it. Like, he was going to go after this, this whole thing about January 6th. Oh, yeah. It was an inside job. He went after this guy, Ray, he said was an FBI agent. Who was? Right. Uh, encouraged it. And they, he was going to go on the air and what that guy said on 60 Minutes. And the Murdochs were like, you know, not going to happen. The other thing with Tucker that is interesting is so what he just said is that Tucker Carlson was going to refute the FBI informant slash provocateur Ray Epps. He was going to go on Fox News and refute what Ray Epps, the Fed, who promoted and incited the January 6th insurrection, he was going to refute the things that this man said from his 60 Minutes interview. You know, the Ray Epps, who is still walking around without any charges after saying, tomorrow, we're going into the Capitol. That guy still walking around. Tucker Carlson was going to speak out and say, nah, you're a Fed. And this guy, Sean Langley, was saying that the Murdochs were not happy about that and they couldn't let it happen. And everybody's afraid of losing so many, losing so many viewers and money. Like viewers and money. There were a bunch of advertisers that said we're not going to advertise that 8 o'clock hour. So now that he's gone, they're starting to come back. Sean, a Fox News insider, says that not only Tucker's reporting on January 6th cost the network a lot of money and made the Murdochs unhappy, but Sean goes on to talk about the pressures of advertising and the influence of Big Pharma on the embattled network. Yeah, it's yeah. Big Pharma. Yeah. 
Which is crazy because like we would do all this stuff about COVID vaccines and we're getting money from Pfizer. We're getting what? When you say that we take money from Pfizer, what did you mean by that? No, he's calling and talking to them. Money from Pfizer. I think you're putting words in my mouth. You said, quote, and we're getting money from Pfizer. Yeah. Well, I mean, big pharma, big tech. Dude, you're describing to me like the nature of the narratives, right? Like we have BlackRock and Vanguard who own everybody. Yeah. Right, they own CNN, MSNBC, Fox, you name it. That's what I was talking about, the self-censorship narrative. Corporate media interest. You BlackRock and Vanguard are in your ear. They're like, you can only say up until this point of what the truth is, and then you have to start pushing propaganda. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, it's across the board kind of like that, or you don't want to piss off an advertisement. Sean also told us about his... But that's the thing is like you don't want to piss off advertisers, but the advertisers only care to the extent that you're getting them viewership and profitability and ROI on how much they're spending. So it's it's not just profitability anymore. It's not like they're, they're, they will push things to the extent that they lose viewership, which means losing advertising spend, which means losing money. All of these news stations, all of these main news corporations are all propaganda arms for the regime right and not the biden regime not the trump regime obviously not the trump regime but just the regime in general the the current holders of power right which isn't the president as we know as we have this bumbling fumbling geriatric old man running our country and by running i mean stumbling through his words and being told where to go off of stage but we know we know now that it, it doesn't it's not even about money anymore it's not even about how many people you can get for viewerships because if they, you know, what would be a bigger story? A big story would be that Pfizer came to Fox News and tried to motivate them to pull their conversations about vaccines. The big story would be that the FBI came to Robert Murdoch and said, you better not run that story. You better not let Tucker Carlson go on 8 o'clock news and talk about Ray Epps. That would be a far bigger story to run if you were the news networks that the FBI came to us or the, the Murdochs or the Black Rocks and the Vanguards came to us and said, you cannot do this. In today's world, that would save face. That would improve viewership, which improves advertising spend because it's, it's just based on viewership. If you're advertising at 8 o'clock, you're going to have to spend more than if you're advertising at 2 o'clock. Because there's more viewers. It all comes down to viewership. So the second that you realize that it's not about profitability anymore, it's the fact that Fox News, CNN are propaganda arms for the elites. And it's not even the Biden administration, which is a joke, right? Biden is a political arm of the elites. Everything comes from those those corporate entities, which come from the, the the families who are the most rich families in the entire world who get their rocks off on power. So this goes on to say a little bit about what we just read or listened to. So let's move on. Let's see what it says here. The video shows Langley discussing former White House employee Michael La Rosa whose consulting firm worked for Dominion, someone who worked from the Biden White House, was literally crafting the message for Dominion, he said. Then he laid out the connections. So he left working for Joe Biden to start this PR firm or work for this firm whose sole client was Dominion, doing their communications. It's like right from the White House to go work for Dominion. 
So it's like when you know those little moving parts, you're like everyone, everyone's shady. Left the White House to literally go take down the news outlet that was being unfavorable to his boss. And there you go. All right. So there is your update on the latest and greatest on Tucker Carlson. And by the way, if you didn't know, I'm sure you know by now, but Tucker Carlson is now going to be starting a show directly on in the name of Elon Musk, Elon Musk's Twitter platform. Well, formerly Elon Musk's Twitter platform and now the World Economic Forum's Twitter platform. So next up, we have California moving to give unemployment benefits. So California is going to give unemployment benefits. This is what they're trying to do legally to illegal immigrants as border crisis grows. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine if you assaulted someone, right? You broke a law. You robbed somebody. You assaulted them. You did some egregious act that made you a felon. And now the government wants to pay you for it. They literally are going to give money, unemployment benefits. You know why you're unemployed is because you're not here legally. You cannot get a green card. You cannot pass go. You cannot collect $200 because you don't pay taxes. And the only reason you're here in the first place is that you started your career as an American, if we can call you that, by committing an illegal act, by migrating here illegally. So... Let's go ahead and read this again, coming from the Post Millennial, which says Democrat politicians in California have been considering a proposal that will grant illegal aliens residing in the state the ability to receive unemployment benefits as Title 42 expired last week. Senator Durazo, who sponsored the bill, lamented that illegal aliens continue to shut out from California's economic success despite their work in industries such as agriculture, clothing, and construction, according to Fox News. Um, so let's see what Joe Biden has to say about this. Last one, okay? Last, uh, Title 42. Um, is the United States ready for the surge of people that's going to come across the border starting later this week? I spent, uh, I think, close to an hour with, uh, with the Mexican president today. Uh, we're doing all we can. Uh, the answer is, uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, we've gotten overwhelming cooperation from Mexico. Uh, we also are in the process of setting up uh, uh, offices in Colombia and other places where you can, where someone seeking asylum can go first. So, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. And as an example, as I raised in the meeting, when they said, well, we're going to cut and no spending more money, so what the hell happens? If you cut, are you going to cut people at the border? You're going to cut agents at the border? We, not, we need more at the border, not less at the border. Last one. Quote, unquote, Joe Biden says, what was the quote? What did he say? And as an example, as I raised in the meeting, when they said, well, we're going to cut and no spending more money. As I raised in the meeting, when they said you can, or someone seeking asylum can go first. So, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. The president of the United States just said it's going to be chaotic for a while at our border. Well, you know why? Because you've gone three years now without doing anything about it. In fact, encouraging people to travel here illegally, encouraging it. 
it's so crazy. If you go and watch any of these videos, like how many people are lined up with children in their hands, but also most of the time, just like military aged men. And like, and that's a kind of like a, an insightful way to put it, right? Like, Oh, you see the articles in military aged men, because it, in, it, it, it gives the idea that these men are here to do harm. Well, how many of the last, I don't know, shootings that we've seen, how, how many times have we seen that it was an illegal immigrant? There's been like several shootings over the last several months that have come from somebody who is here illegally, right? So who knows? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to instill the idea that all of these guys are criminal militants, but you don't know. And that's the problem, right? When you go through it, the, the process legally, you know who this person is, where they came from, what their ties are, if they're a part of radical political organizations, or I don't know, the cartel, who's funding and operating all of these runs across the border. Probably a good thing to know. This goes on to say that weekly handouts and other governmental costs. So uh, I skipped a step. So SB 227, also known as the Safety Net for All Workers Act, will use state funds to give illegal aliens who claim to have no work $300 a week, lasting up to 20 weeks. So. You heard it here first, folks. Well, not first because somebody else wrote this. But your tax dollars could go to paying $6,000 per illegal immigrant. Your tax dollars will now go to pay for somebody to commit a felonious act. I don't know if immigration, illegal immigration is felonious, um, but it sounds like a funny word and I will use it here. Weekly handouts and other governmental costs related to the legislation that are expected to run the state to $356 million total. Meanwhile, California is being stretched on its own funds and with the state budget deficit now at tens of billions of dollars. Addressing the lack of funds on Friday, California governor and chief devil freaking Gavin Newsom just seems to me like he's just absolutely a demon. You look at that man and he looks like every, you know, super, you know, the TV show Supernatural, like every supernatural demon whose eyes turn black, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, um, described it as a $31.5 billion challenge. That's what their lack of funds is being referenced to. This number is apparently far higher than expected as Newsom predicted in a budget proposal he put forth in January that the deficit would be around 10 billion less. Don't really care about the budget. Um, and then it's starting to show some of the border situation. And anyways, uh, meanwhile, about 15,000 migrants were reportedly seen by the California side of the U.S.-Mexico border in Tijuana last week, occupying shelters, hotels, and even outdoor encampments in anticipation of Title 42's expiration. Wow. We are in for it, folks. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is DragCon, which was fe featuring twerking Teletubbies, kids surrounded by sex toys, and half-naked adults and men in Speedos. So we will get to that. But first, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Right now, I know you heard me the first time, and that's okay if you didn't press it. But if you hear me two times and you don't do it, right, I know there's at least... Several, several percentages more than, I don't know, 80% of you have not left a five-star review. So I would appreciate it. 
even more than that. So it takes two seconds. I appreciate you. If you're still here with me, even if you don't leave a review, even if you don't subscribe, you know what? I love you. I love you. Even if somebody else didn't tell you that today, I really do. But you know why I would love you more is if you give back to your boy just a little bit. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Head over and sign up for the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. Check out the anti-elite.club website. Get some of your Pelosi Capital hats, your Make Love Not Viruses, tie-dye sweaters, your Protect the Children hoodie, 10% of the proceeds for that go directly to Operation Underground Railroad to protect children in sex trafficking. All right, so head over there now, antielite.club.com is for losers. Throwback. All right, now let's go ahead and read this article. RuPaul's DragCon features twerking Teletubbies, kids surrounded by sex toys, and half-naked adults. All right, so this article... Goes on to say that RuPaul's, and I'm not sure what it means by RuPaul's, like they ran by that individual. Uh, drag con hit Los Angeles, California this weekend, bringing the popular drag queen television show to the public with a special kids zone for parents to leave their children during the event. What? The kids zone featured a meet and greet with characters from the children's show Teletubbies, who then joined the stage to dance with a drag queen. According to the National Review, this year, the convention is granting free admission for children under eight with each paid adult ticket, although children under 16 are prevented from the separately ticketed after-hours events. It's not clear why underage attendees from age 16 to 17 are able to go to the after-hours drag con events. Yep, that seems a little bit weird. Mainstream news media outlets like Reuters and NBC promoted the event as a friendly place for children. In the Reuters video of one drag queen called Frisbee Jenkins. It's it's wild to me, all of these names that people come up with. Like, what was the name of the person from the Navy campaign? Was, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Crystal Frankenstein. Like, all these stupid names. Frisbee, like, oh, that's the name that you came up with, and I'm supposed to trust you with my child. You had any name that you could have picked, and you picked Frisbee? Anyways, I've met so many kids today this drag queen said, whose eyes light up when they see drag. And it just goes to show they're trying to criminalize drag. They're trying to make drag queens out to be monsters. They're trying to make anyone who does drag out to be monsters. And we're not monsters, you know? We're just celebrating our life and living out loud. And kids recognize that and they love it. So I think Something like this is great for our community, and it's great politically, because why wouldn't we be able to come to an event and celebrate who we are? Wow. And this is a video coming from Reuters Twitter with a man with these big, huge, old titties on the front of himself in a wild orange wig looking like he came out of, uh, what's that movie with... Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in it, uh, Hunger Games. Let's see this video. Hi, Hi welcome to DragCon. Welcome to DragCon 2023. Um, I've met so many kids today whose eyes light up when they see drag. 
And it just goes to show that there's, you know, they're trying to criminalize drag. They're trying to make drag queens out to be monsters. They're trying to make anyone who does drag out to be monsters. And we're not monsters, you know? We just are celebrating our life and celebrating uh, living out loud. And kids recognize that and they love it. So I think something like this is great for our community. And it's great um, politically because why not? Why why shouldn't we be able to come to an event and celebrate who we are, you know? It's a, it's a nice reassurance. I feel like right now we're living in very unsure times based on everything within the laws, etc. even with the Bud Light campaign. But I feel like right now this is kind of a reassurance that we are here, we are queer, and we are here to stay. So I feel like that's what the perfect meaning of DragCon is, you know? Oh. My. God. I'm sorry. If you would have saw what I just saw, you would have had the face that I just had. The people that they brought, and this is Reuters, promoting this. The first person who said, I've seen so many children today, is a man wearing a, with a mustache and the frickin', oh my god, if you saw this man on the side of the road, or the sidewalk, and you were walking with your child, and you would go to the other side of the street, you would never walk by this man, you would be so terrified for your child that you wouldn't even want them to see it, your child would think that this person is a monster, is a monster, oh, we're not monsters, Every single one of these people in this video looked like monsters. Don't tell me you're not monsters. <laughs> and then dress with literal devil wings, blacked out face, and like demon eyes. What? What? And this is the promotion of it. This should be the most positive aspects of this. And what they're promoting is these terrifying men dressing up with the crazy wigs and mustaches and devil wings and demon eyes. And you want me to trust my children in freaking drag social hour? Like, how about no? To quote, uh, you know, Dr. Evil. Wow, that's horrifying. Like, I didn't expect it to be like, and this is them promoting it. And there was other videos where they showed the Teletubbies. They showed like all the the dildos around that these children were walking past. It says highlighting some of the inappropriate items being sold at the event. National Review wrote the convention's exhibitors included spiked collar company Bitch Fist NYC, lubricant company Boy Butter, and the flavor flavored. Sorry, this just threw me for a loop. The flavored anal spray company Holy Water. Good lord. The American Civil Liberties Union and the non-denominational Christ Chapel of the Valley. I wonder if Holy Water and the Christ Chapel of the Valley, the flavored anal spray company, got together and uh, did a collab at this drag show. Anyways, in fact, a journalist from Right Now Views captured footage from the convention revealing the truly disturbing sights witnessed by children in attendance. Some clips from the Right Now Views videos were uploaded to Twitter by Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus including the following shot of a man wearing prosthetic breasts with nipples visible through his shirt. Later in the same video, a pair of women with toddlers can be seen trying to purchase a drag queen monopoly board game. Wow. Way to go. Good parenting to all of you. Oh my gosh. 
And what we're looking at is a man in a red lingerie with fake prosthetic breasts having photos taken of him by another man in women's clothing next to a freakish, oh my gosh, you look like a monster. You look like a monster. You can't tell me you're not. Literally big bird face, like. I'm just turn the sound off for you, but it's like walking around and yeah, totally appropriate. Like the craziest thing is nobody would say anything to you. And there's literally a woman with a freaking toddler in her arms and a baby in a stroller walking right next to this man with prosthetic titties on the front of him. This is so wild because you could not do a damn. There could be people having sex in one of these booths and parents would still walk by it as if they're on some moral high ground from the parents who didn't bring their children to a drag show. It's so disgusting what these people are doing to their children. And like I said, like I said earlier, if CPS was worth freaking anything, they would be sitting at the door of these events and taking the children from every single parent who walked in the door of this sex show. And they were promoting Teletubbies there, like Teletubbies. And now there's a child here. How old are you? Oh, sorry, you know, my child was watching me watching porn and all of a sudden now they're really into it. And so I dressed them up and took them to a porn convention. And now the next one is like, yeah, wow. So many people just walking around in like the wildest, most sexualized outfits with infants and toddlers, like toddlers sitting right next to these booths. This is so disgusting. Oh my gosh. This comes from Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus. RuPaul's 2023 drag con in Los Angeles wouldn't be the same without a child in her pram with a dick-shaped sippy cup. Now would it? Are you kidding me? Wow. How disgust... Like, this is child abuse. This is freaking child abuse. And there's nothing that's going to be done about it. And these people think they're on some moral high ground for exposing their children to random, weird, pedophile weirdos. Dear God. This is horrific. All right. There's so many clips of this man interviewing people, which is quite brilliant, I would say. Um, but you're not using Teletubbies at the show unless you're actively trying to, like, bring in children and that's what they were trying to do now there's a full footage that you can go watch of this person going through and like recording all this which is crazy uh literally examples after examples of child abuse horrific all right
Let's move on. And last but not least today, the IRS removed the entire investigative team from Hunter Biden's probe per the Department of Justice request. So let's see if we can get some context on this and then go from there. This says the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, removed the entire investigative team working on the Hunter Biden case at the request of President Joe Biden's Department of Justice, a whistleblower told Congress on Monday. The whistleblower has supervised the Hunter Biden investigation since 2020. Mark Leiter and Tristan Levitt, attorneys from the whistleblower, told Congress in a letter. Today, the IRS criminal supervisory special agent we represent was informed that he and his entire investigative team are being removed from the ongoing and sensitive investigation as the high profile controversial subject about which our client sought to make whistleblower disclosures to Congress. He was informed the change was at the request of the DOJ. Last month, the whistleblower through Lytle told congressional leaders that he wanted to come forward with information about preferential treatment in Hunter Biden's case and alleged Attorney General Merrick Garland gave false testimony to Congress because he assured lawmakers that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss has unilateral authority to make charging decisions, the Post reported. The attorney's letter went on to call the IRS's decisions to remove the investigative team clearly retaliatory. And here is a quick video. The silent majority is no... Mm, that's too long. All right. So another thing that I've heard about this is that the whistleblower on this, maybe not the same one that we're talking about here, but has gone missing. Like they cannot find the person who was, you know, involved in speaking out against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, um, which is obviously probably just as if not far more concerning, knowing the history of people who speak out against the government and wind up disappearing. Uh, so not too much information on that, uh, yet because it just came out today, but I guess I'm, I'm very zero part of me is surprised that they would pull all strings in this, but Marjorie Taylor Greene has been just pushing out content after content after content, calling out the Biden family, saying that the entire, almost the entire family from children up to his wife, Bo's. Uh, his former, you know, his his dead brother's ex-wife, who is now his girlfriend, uh, you know, and the, the way that he said that was hilarious. He said, like, uh, the the person who was uh, talking about it, um, speaking out at, like, some sort of press hearing said, oh, you know, was listing off all the people. And he said, and uh, Bo Biden's ex-wife or Hunter Biden's current girlfriend, whichever name you want to use there, <laughs> if you know the background on that. Uh, he basically started screwing his dead brother's ex-wife as soon as he died. Uh, yeah. Hunter Biden's not a good guy, which, again, would allude to the idea that maybe Joe Biden isn't either. Marjorie Taylor Greene, go check out her Twitter posts uh, that she's been posting a part of the uh, hearings and investigation that they're doing against the Biden family. And then one more. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Miller Lite. Let's see. We can get the info on this. Uh, all right, cool. Um, Miller Lite slammed. Miller Lite posted a woke feminist ad apologizing for using bikini babes to sell beer because, yeah, sex doesn't sell. Uh, and let's see if we can actually find the video. Um, but probably not the idea. Probably a good idea that they pulled this. Isn't it so funny that we won, right? The, 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 
the non-liberal crazies won this battle against Bud Light to the point where Bud Light was downgraded by Bazinga, whatever the hell, how do you say that name is? Um, but basically a financial institution that grades companies based on their their financial for their finances and, and reports. Um, but like I said before, we knew that once the numbers came out from Bud Light, they were just going to be bleeding, bleeding out consistently um, over how much people they, they lost as customers over their stuff. So Miller Lite slammed over woke feminist ad apologizing for using bikini babes to sell beer. Let's read this article. It says the Miller Lite beer brand has come under fire over a woke ad apologizing for its past use of sexy models and bikinis to sell beer. In the feminist ad campaign from last March being revisited in the wake of the Bud Light boycott, Miller Lite hired comedian Alana Glazer to highlight women's roles in the history of beer making before turning her attention to so-called sexist ads featuring scantily clad models. Here's a little known fact. Women are were among the first to brew beer ever, Glazer says. Adding centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. It's time beer made it up to women. Yeah, because a vast majority of your target market is beer drinkers are women. Um, so now Miller Lite is on a mission, not just to clean up its own shit, but the whole beer industry shit, Glazer said. Unveiling the company's bad shit to good shit campaign, asking for old marketing materials like ones featuring near naked women to be sent back to the beer giant for upcycling. The fuck is that? So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. Interesting. The cringe commercial stoked controversy on social media with many drawing comparisons to Bud Light's disastrous campaign with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, which sparked one of the most successful boycotts in recent memory. Uh, why did... All right, so it starts to go with some responses to this. I want to see the actual ad. Uh, here's, They're losing the culture war. Here's we are uh, winning Alex the culture Jones. war. And here's that same crap about how this Bud campaign is good, experts say. Like a circular firing squad. So losing $6 million and the average liquor distributor group, I saw in the numbers here, is they're seeing orders in just a week go down at least 40% nationwide for Anheuser-Busch products across the board and even higher numbers for Bud Light itself. So having... So this article from CNN says Bud Light's inclusive ad campaigns are good for business, experts say. Company X introduces marketing campaigns that torches or touches on why a cultural issue which some people oppose. So Group Z lashes out on social media, rinse, repeat. It happens again and again, said CNN. Nike and social justice advocate Colin Kaepernick, M&Ms and female spokescandies. And last week, Bud Light is a parent company of Anheuser-Busch were targeted by the singer Kid Rock and others after partnering with Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender woman. The phrase, go woke, go broke, employed by many conservatives on social media, suggests that brands which employ include, yeah, we know what it means. For Bud Light in particular, reaching a new audience is crucial, said Heiner Scheid, the then <laughs> vice president of marketing at Bud Light. Uh, so yeah, probably not good for business because uh, you had to fire everybody and you lost billions. Don't know if I would chalk that up to a business win. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, so that's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it from the bottom of my warm, cuddly heart. You are amazing. You are awesome. Go out there. Be a good father. Be a good mother. Be a good friend. Be a good human. Stand up for the children. Don't bring your kid to drag shows. Crack a beer. Enjoy this life. I love you. Have a good night. Slash day. Might not be the night where you're at. So have a good day. How about that?
Thank you.